You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Podcast Network. And on this week's episode, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chelsea and I will be discussing just how badass we think the women of the Harry Potter series are. But before we hop onto this Hogwarts Express, Chelsea, what have you been doing this week? Well, my I'm going to be real short because I did nothing but pretty much watch all the Harry Potter movies this week. <laughs> like, every bit of free time I had, I've been watching these movies. So I watched all eight movies this week. Um, so much. And three of them were today. It was a lot. <laughs> oh my God. So the only other thing I did other than that was I went and saw Incredibles 2, which was incredible. Oh my God. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, it was really, really good. It was really good, right? Yeah. Like, it was really, really fun. It felt like no time had passed. And... Right. Like, I totally saw, like, the villain, like, right away. But I didn't care. Like, I was super invested. Anyway. But, um... <laughs> I, I also love how, like, uh, Elastigirl was, like, front and center. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. It was amazing. And then the other thing that I've been watching this week is Sharp Objects, which just started over here like two weeks ago, um, which is an HBO show with Amy Adams based on the book by Jillian Flynn, Uh, who did Gone Girl. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Super good. It's very, very... um, it's It's like a... Like a mystery crime uh-huh. book i think uh so amy adams li- is comes from this like really small town and then there's this like these murders happening like these kidnappings of like teenage girls and then they find them to be murdered and so she's a reporter who like now lives in the big city and they want her to go back to her small town and get the story since she's like a local uh-huh. and but like clearly she has some major major traumatic like childhood issues and you see a lot of flashes of those like oh, her, interesting like, her sister died when she was really young and clearly it's like a lot of traumatic stuff happened when she was young it's intense but it's really good and i've never seen amy adams be this like rough no you know if, if you know what true. i mean she's very yeah, like like her even her voice is like gravelly like she swallowed like a bag of rocks interesting because her character like smokes and drinks all the time Hmm. so like chain smokes like all the time so her voice is just like really really gravelly and you're like whoa who is this person (laughs) (laughs) nice but yeah it's uh it's um hbo and then if you live in the uk they're doing it on i want to say sky atlantic so if you're have the opportunity to watch it there watch it there um but how about you katie clearly you've done a lot more than me this week (laughs) um yeah uh my week started off kind of sad which sucks yeah Um, my my boss had to put their dog down who was only five years old because he had cancer um but we threw him a lemon party which is very strange if you want if you think about it but monty monty was a golden retriever and he just loved lemons for unknown reasons <laughs> did he like, so, like biting them or yeah so like he he would play with them like they were a ball and then like he'd bite on them i think he liked the the way the lemon like the skin feels mm-hmm. like in his mouth and then like uh the taste Mm-hmm. of them but like once they broke open like he'd bite it and he'd get lemon juice in his mouth and he'd always be like ha ha <laughs> <laughs> it was always really funny um but like i went all there were no lemons by the grocery store by my work so i had to like there was zero like i was like how do you have no lemons so i drove all the way out to like a trader joe's it was in la Quinata, and uh bought three giant 
lemons for him and then went over to my boss's house and like brought them and he hadn't picked a favorite lemon yet and then when I brought the lemons he was like oh this one and so he played with that one for a long time but like he was like full of energy and nobody could understand how because he hadn't eaten like a full meal in five weeks oh my god yeah because he just just wouldn't eat and like they got him to eat every now and then apparently like that day he had uh chick-fil-a chicken nuggets that had beer dropped on them and he liked those so he ate them all right (laughs) interesting at that point at that point they were like we don't care what he eats as long as he eats yeah and it was like i took a bunch of photos of him and everybody was like playing fetch with him and he had a i know why there was no lemons near work because there was no joke like a massive pile of lemons in the backyard (laughs) he had so many lemons so it was very sweet. It was very sad, but uh, we were there for my boss and her son, and it was it was wonderful to like be able to play with Monty before he had went to that place with the giant lemons. So he played with all the lemons he wants forever. So um, I'm sorry that was sad. It, it I'm was sorry, Beesh. I'm sorry, Beesh. I know Beesh is gonna get sad. Oh. Um. On so on a happier note, on on Wednesday I saw Paramore live in concert for the very first time. Uh, they played with a band called Jason, which were from the Bay Area, and then Foster the People. Uh, Paramore and Foster the People, oh my God, so good live. Yeah, I mean Jason was also really good. Um, but I've been listening to Paramore and Foster the People for a while, and both of them, oh my God, incredible live. Nice. Um, Paramore is just like on another level. Like Haley Williams's voice is just like incredible, and they have been through so much. And she went through a lot of crap the last like couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, this record that they had put out last year is called After Laughter, and none of the songs from that record are on the radio. They never went to the radio. They've never been on the radio, and not even hard times. I don't think so. Oh, I like that song. She said none of her songs, none of the songs were on the radio. And like that show sold out. Dang, that's nice. Yeah. So it didn't even matter that they uh, that their songs weren't currently being played on the radio, um, that people were still still love them. And like, oh, my God, she got they did like this short acoustic set with like, they played three songs and like she started to cry. And then like the audience was cheering, which was making her cry more. And we were just like, we love you. And it was amazing. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. It was a very, very good concert. And, uh, foster the people's latest album. Very good. Very good. It's called the sacred hearts club. Mm -hmm. So you should listen to it. If you haven't, it's on Spotify. Um, and then let's see, Thursday, a giant brush fire started not that far from my house, which was super great. I love living in a flammable state. It's real fun. Constantly catching on fire. Yeah. 250 acres in overnight. And it was, they're only like 45% contained and it's been burning since Thursday. So yikes. Yeah, super fun. Super, super fun. Like, if I walk outside, you can see, like, the burned area. You're like, oh, that's a big fire. Oh, my God. So it was real. It was real fun. Um, I started going to the gym. Nice. Again. I've talked about this before, but I started going again because I decided that I wanted to try doing this virtual run club called Hogwarts Running Club. So they do a virtual uh event which they just posted it today it's called the royal uh, 10k so you do basically a 10k but you can do it over the time frame they give you so it's a month oh and you can split it up finish it early however you want um you can walk run jog whatever you want to do just like i have to read more of the rules and stuff like that for it but you get like a super nice medal and like a really cool ribbon so it's like legit and it's only $25 to participate and all the money gets donated to charity that's awesome so I'm excited that sounds fun Uh, and then I finished the Handmaid's Tale season two yesterday finally yeah how was that (laughs) oh my god (laughs) did you finish it have you finished it no I'm not sure I keep debating on if I'm gonna keep watching or not because it's so intense it's very intense. 
And did you hear that the the writers want like have a nine year plan? Um, what? Yeah, they plan. Oh my on, god, like, June! Why? Yeah, <laughs> they June. have a nine year plan, and to like, I heard that, and I was like, I don't know if I could do this for like seven nine more years. years. Oh my god! So I'm not sure nine if I'm gonna years? like quit now or like. The problem is, is that it's so good that it's, like, hard to walk away. Exactly. That's why I'm struggling. I guess just take your time, like, yeah. going through it. Um, like, I watched the last two episodes last night. Um, I have this problem with, like, I'm not going to binge the show. And then I watch, like, three episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. Like, I had to take a break with season three of Hannibal because, yeah. like, there's only so much of watching people get eaten that you can really <laughs> you can really one can truly handle yes <laughs> and they're like right in the midst of the red dragon portion of season three mm-hmm. so like i watched the movie recently so i'm just like i'm taking a break but yeah. i'm gonna jump back in and finish it oh that's fair i did watch see i did watch the part of the season the series finale of dawson's creek though nice <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was watching it with me. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on here? I'm like, dad, don't ask questions. <laughs> Just watch the Dawson's Creek, okay? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we've gotten actually quite a few new listeners in the past few weeks. Did you know that? Yes, actually. Yeah. So uh, a bunch of people have said on like our the, the the network's Discord server and then I think a few on Slack. And then Erwin uh, told me that he gave the podcast to one of his friends who like fell in love with the podcast and like other people are listening. And I just have to say that we are super excited to welcome all those new people and tell your friends about us. Yes. <laughs> Let them know that we exist. Um and we are super grateful for all the people that have stuck by us for forever because we've been recording this for a little over a year now. And it's insane that there are people who are listening that were listening back then. So it's been almost two years, hasn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. It will be in November. Oh, okay. Was it November? Yeah, because we, we started recording... Our first episode was whenever Me Before You came out. Yeah. Because, you know, we went and saw that movie. We cried. We came. We recorded a podcast. You know, yes. As we do. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. It's been almost two years. So, it's, like, crazy. It's been a crazy journey getting yes. to this point. So, on top of, like, listening to our show, we also hope that everyone has had the opportunity to check out the other shows on the geek to geek uh, network. So, it's the geek to geek podcast and Geek2Tude. Uh, they're both amazing shows. They're going places, doing things like you like video games. Geek to Geek podcast has got you. <laughs> you want to hear awesome. Like they're going back to interviews, which is super cool. So Ra, uh, Ray and Joe are going to jump back into interviewing next month. So that'll be super fun to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both amazing podcasts. If you haven't checked them out yet, please head over to geek to geekcastcom to check them out. And keep listening now for some snazzy promos. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we're back. So this episode has been a long time coming, at least for me, because I'm totally obsessed with Harry Potter. So I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Uh, To be honest, this was my first piece of geek pop culture that introduced me to the world of fandoms. 
Um, I didn't get dive into Tumblr until I was introduced to Tumblr via Doctor Who because of my sister. Mm -hmm. So that was like two, that was years later. But uh, this was like my gateway fandom as far as I'm concerned. And I will be forever grateful for that. So thanks, Harry Potter, for that. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. I love you, Harry Potter. So we should start off with the most important thing, which is our house. I don't know if you took the test. I gave you the test. Did you take the test? I've taken the test on Pottermore. Oh, you took the official test. Mm Mm-hmm. I gave you one that was semi-official, but I'm a Ravenclaw, so I don't remember what house you're in. You might have told me, but I don't remember. Ravenclaw. <gasps> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> remember, because I couldn't believe it, because I, I didn't think I was cool enough. I thought I was a Hufflepuff, and you were like, no, Chelsea, you were creative. You like, <laughs> you were a Ravenclaw. I just want to point out that being a Hufflepuff is not a bad thing. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I really wanted to be a Hufflepuff because I liked being a Hufflepuff. But I didn't think I was, like, smart enough to be a Ravenclaw. To be honest, when I got put into Ravenclaw back when I took the test, back when, like, Pottermore first started, when I took the official test uh, back then, I was like, are you sure? (laughs) I was like, I don't think I'll ever be able to get into the common room. Because they, like, tell yeah. a riddle and stuff, and I suck at riddles. Like, that's, this is not... That's what I mean. Like, I, I genuinely didn't think I was smart enough to be in Ravenclaw. Like, but sure, I'll take it. But I okay. consider myself, like, a Ravenclaw-Hufflepuff combo. A, so. Like a Ravenpuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, when I first started liking Harry Potter, there was no test for us to take. So you yeah. just sort of picked the house that you wanted to be in. So I own a massive amount of Gryffindor-related things because obviously I had to be in Gryffindor of course. like everybody else. <laughs> so, yeah. I bought my fir- I got my first Harry Potter sweater from Whimsic Alley when it was in Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, for my birthday, I was very sick and my parents took me there for my birthday. I think I was like 16 or something. And, like, I got a scarf and a sweater. Maybe I wasn't 16. I might have been older than that. But I just know that I was very sick. (laughs) We went there, and then we had uh, Mrs. Knott's Chicken Restaurant at Knott's Berry Farm. You know, all the finer things in life. Very Two very different places. How did you go from Santa Monica to Buena Park in one day? (laughs) No idea. I wasn't driving. (laughs) It was my birthday. I could do whatever I wanted. That's true. That's true. That's what I wanted. (laughs) Now I want Mrs. Knott's Chicken Restaurant. Um, so, as I mentioned before, uh, at the beginning of the beginning of 2018 marks the the 20th anniversary of the release of the second novel for the Harry Potter series. So, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Um, this year also means that it's been seven years since the final Harry Potter film was released, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. So that anniversary actually just passed a few weeks ago i know because it came up in my facebook like nice. memories nice. so it's kind of strange to think that the movies i mean because they're making a new whole new set of movies right so the fantastic beast series but yeah. for like the actual like harry potter films to know that like seven years ago is when it ended is insane that is to think crazy about. because i remember seeing it for the very first time in theaters because i did a two-parter we did Deathly Hollows part one and part two. And in the middle of part one, um, the fire alarm went off oh. and not a, not a soul moved. Not <laughs> one person got out of their seat. We were like, we're going to die in this theater. <laughs> <laughs> so like my sister got up, I'm like tangenting all these Harry Potter stories. This we'll get great. to the actual content. Um, my sister got up and she was like, she was like, everybody stay seated. I'm gonna go find out what's going on. So she like went out there. Turns out it was false alarm. But like not one person moved. We were like, Excellent. we're not leaving this theater. I waited in line. <laughs> so they rewound the movie, but they went like too far. Oh, okay. so like um, I think we were only like 10 or 15 minutes like into the movie. Uh, but in case you're wondering, there will be spoilers for this movie series, but it's been seven years since they ended. Yeah. So tough cookies if you haven't seen this, <laughs> but spoilers. So they rewound it too far and we had to rewatch Hedwig die. Oh, because we were watching them rewind it and they went too far. We're like, no, 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 no. 
so we had to like watch it again we're like why would you do that we only needed you to rewind it like five minutes not ten that's a sad part to rewind to (laughs) yes it is and I just want to point out that her death was so much more epic in the movies than it was in the book so in the book she just gets hit by the curse in the cage and dies in the movie she saves Harry Potter's life yeah. Which makes it so much more, like, exciting. That is. I agree. But, anyways. So, obviously, there's so much that we can cover talking about this series. Because I've already talked a lot about stuff that does nothing to do with our actual topic. It's okay. Um, Because, clearly, I could talk forever about this series because I love it so much. I mean... I have an entire bookshelf dedicated to nothing but Harry Potter stuff, and I have an obscene amount of books of the same books. Yes. Like, you don't need that many books. For the record, I have all seven British versions of the books. I have all seven American version. Plus, I have the anniversary books for when the, the 10-year anniversary book for the first one, the 20-year anniversary for the first one, and then I have two books in German. They were sure. a gift. Mm-hmm. And then I have all of, like, the smaller side books, so, like, the other books that she released. Plus, I have two, one of the um, illustrated versions Oh yeah, of, of the books, which I will get all of the other ones. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure you are not alone. I'm sure no, there are probably... so many people out there who have bookshelves just like yours. They just recently released new covers for all of the American versions, and I was like, oh, my God, I need these <laughs> Almost like, no, you don't. And I'm like, but I do. Look how pretty they are. (laughs) Don't need them. I don't. But anyways, so because there's so much to talk about, um, I wanted us to kind of focus in on just talking about the incredible like women characters that J.K. Rowling created for this series. Uh, And like I said, there's going to be spoilers, obviously, because I already did a spoiler earlier. So um, I picked five and because chelsea's only watched the movies we're going to sort of focus on just talking about the movie versions of these characters because like she hasn't read the books yet but i've read all the as a child guys i'm sorry it's okay but you said to me earlier before we started recording that you want to read the books now because you feel like you're missing stuff i feel like i'm missing so much especially like okay the article that you include in the notes the bustle article ranking Mm -hmm. all the female characters i was like reading some of the stuff and i was like dude like this character had this much like character development why didn't we get that yeah um i'll post this uh link to this article also in the show notes but i also found it very interesting that they put umbridge so far down the list like towards number one because despite the fact that she's an awful character she does have a whole lot of like character development i was gonna say like she's definitely like more well like rounded like like she's more of a three-dimensional character than like most of the female characters in the movie yes which is like okay i'll tell you what the five i'll i'll say what the five are and then i will give an explanation and then we can move on (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the five that I chose where I'm just going to like give the names and we'll go back around. Yeah. We'll go back around to the top. So Hermione, Luna Lovegood, uh, Molly Weasley, uh, Minerva McGonagall, and I picked Nymph- Nymphadora Tonks. So the reason that I did not put Ginny Weasley on the list one on the list of characters we're actually going to like dive into is because we're focusing on the movie and her character was basically taken from a super well-rounded character in the books and turned into nothing but a love interest in the movies, which was unfair to her character. Uh, a lot of fans, if you talk to them, they do mention that they prefer book Ginny over movie Ginny because her character is actually very well-rounded and explained a lot more, and she gets a lot more time, uh, like lead time yeah. in the novels. And... They don't the movies don't dive into the fact that, you know, like she she was very good at dating and like she was a serial dater. But that's just part of who she was and that yeah. it wasn't a bad thing. And uh, even though like Ron makes fun of her, it didn't like she always stood up for, you know, stood up for herself. And then also how gifted Ginny was at Quidditch 
Like, they completely leave that out. And uh, she goes on after school to play for the Hollyhead Harpies. Like, that's her future. Yeah. I felt and like also, in the movies she was on screen a lot, but, like, hardly said anything. Yeah. So they kind of make her out to be this more of this... Um, like, that she was kind of obsessive over Harry Potter, which she was. Like, she was starstruck. Yeah. For sure, in the books as well. But, like, they don't mention... They don't give her a lot of time to, like, develop. You just sort of see her in the peripheral. And she was always been an integral part of the group, too. Yeah. She felt, like, completely like a background character. Like, I could, I, like, yeah. I could feel like five other characters had more to do with the story than she did. Yeah, and there were, like, characters that got a lot more development than she did in the novel, in the book. Not in the book, in the in the movie. In the movie. So it was just super unfortunate that they took such an incredible character and, like, brought her down to being nothing but Harry Potter's future love interest. Yeah. Which was super frustrating. But that is why she's not, like, a main person on this list. So I wanted to explain that so people didn't get upset as to why I didn't include Ginny. Yes. But, like, Book Ginny is included in my heart. Yes. Forever. And in my future heart when I read the books. <laughs> yes, because you'll see just, like, how much better, like, her character development and her character is in the novels than she was in the movie. Just so unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm going to jump back up to the top of the list, and we're going to talk about Hermione Granger, who is a Gryffindor. She's also my fa- one of my favorite characters of all time. Yes. Um. I wanted to be her. She's the reason that I picked Gryffindor as my house. Um, So Hermione is considered one of the brightest witches of her age. She was born a muggle uh, who, by definition, grew up outside of the wizarding world, but that didn't stop her from becoming who she was meant to be. So she was a quick learner. And due to her exhaustive study habits and her just natural ability at being a witch is the entire reason that Harry and Ron are still alive. 100%. They would have died in the first one if it hadn't been for Hermione. Like, they never would have gotten past the um, the first task. Like, nope. getting after they got past the dog. Like, she's the only reason that they got, that they got out of there. Because she pays attention in Herbology. Exactly. Um, she sacrificed a lot, but never stopped fighting. So, like, she, you know, took away the memories of herself from her parents. Which was, like, the hardest thing that she's ever had to do. But she wanted to protect them because she knew that they would be like somebody would come after them if Mm -hmm. they didn't disappear. So she stood by Harry and Ron throughout the series and helped defeat the Dark Lord in the end. She stood up to Malfoy when he called her a mudblood and she even punched him in the face, which was like one of the best things ever. It's dope. And (laughs) I don't know. She's just like incredible and to be honest like you could have changed the name to Hermione Granger and the chain and like any like just popped her name in place of Harry's and it would have worked perfectly yeah that would, so, have, that would have actually been really fun oh right yeah like I wish like we got more like I'm, I'm assuming there's more about her in the books but I feel like I almost like didn't get enough of her in the movies I just they they picked an incredible actress to portray her character and it fit yes. perfectly and she did an incredible job. Like, yes, she was a know-it-all, and and but it ended up being, like, the best possible thing for her to be that. Oh, yeah. And you watched her really grow from being this, like, what did she say? Uh, <laughs> she's like, we should go to bed before either of you, like, we either die or get expelled or worse, expelled. And they were like, she needs to sort out her priorities because to her getting expelled from school is way worse than dying. Yeah. (laughs) But you'll see a lot more in the book, just how much like, (laughs) how much of a, like a nerdy school girl she really is, which is like so funny. I'm so ready for it. (laughs) Yeah. Like her character development is actually, it's super phenomenal because you really see her grow from being like, very strict on the rules to be the person breaking the rules more than anyone else. Because, mm-hmm. like, what is it in the fifth one when she says, uh, she's like, it's kind of exciting. And they're like, what? She's like breaking the rules. And they're like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I just love her. So what do you what do you think? No, I agree. Like, I love Hermione. And I think 
because I already like loved Emma Watson, it was really fun to watch like obviously the part that made her famous because like people don't know like I've watched only parts of these movies I've never like sat down and watched 100% like all the way through of all the movies so like to really see her character progression it was really really fun like to see her like grow in like one consecutive sweep rather than like be all jumbled up um and to see like how hard she worked, like there, what was it in um, was it in year three or four that she was like using the um, the time like watch thing to like go oh, back the time and, like, turner. The it's time the third. Turner? It's the third one. Third one, yeah. To like go back and take like double the amount of classes <laughs> because she could. Like that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> because your days would be like double as long. Like mm-hmm. life would feel so long but like she wanted to learn as much as she could and I think that's just so cool to see and like like you said she was a know-it-all but like you weren't annoyed by her the way like probably like if someone else wrote it you know what I mean yeah like, you you loved her just the same and like you rooted for her and she was a really good friend you know mm-hmm. like she always like always supported Ron and Harry, you know, like as much as she gave Ron a hard time, like she'd be, you know, she'd be there supporting him if he asked her to. Yeah. And she just had a lot of layers to her. And the fact that she wasn't like born into a wizard family, but like knew her stuff better than the people who were like, that's awesome. It just it just shows just how natural her abilities came to her and like also how hard she worked to make sure that she was good at everything yeah which is just endearing part of her character i think one of the things that i really love is that in the fourth one you know like the whole victor crumb thing yeah when he like he found her to be like mysterious and attractive and stuff like that and he just wanted to be around her and then he asked her to go to the the dance right and Mm -hmm. then ron like says all that stuff because he had had a crush on her for like the longest time but he was didn't say anything and then he was like when he said that thing about like how how she probably doesn't have a dance like that she doesn't want to dance like oh my god i can't speak that she didn't have a date to the dance oh yes and (laughs) she was like she was like why someone's already asked me so yep (laughs) <laughs> I love it. And, like, he tries to, like... I don't know, like, Ron always tries to, like, rag on her, and she just doesn't take it. Nope. Does she not gives take it, it. gives it right back. I love... There's a scene where they're sitting around in the fire, and she tells Ron that he has the emotional range of a teaspoon, which yes. is, like, in the fifth one, and then she just starts cracking up. I love that scene. That was great. I agree. <laughs> God, I love Hermione. I could talk about Hermione for an entire episode, probably. Um, But let's move on to the next wonderful character, who is Luna Lovegood, who is a fabulous Ravenclaw. She's a she's a house sister. Um, I don't know. I love Luna. Like Luna's amazing. She has a big personality and is never afraid to be herself, which when everyone thinks you're weird but you go to a school that's for witches and wizards and they think you're weird. That's a little like that says like, something <laughs> that says something about about you, but also that she embraced who she really was. She was never afraid to show herself. Uh, so Luna like went through so much like she got kidnapped by the Dark Lord's minions and then held at the Malfoy Manor until like the Fab Three show up. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Luna, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, she she gets beaten up, but she never stops fighting. And she becomes like an integral part of the Order of the Phoenix. And also in the final, like the final battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very gifted with magic. In the fifth one, when they're in the Room of Requirement, practicing spells when they're like their own uh, Dumbledore's army, mm-hmm. uh, she's the first one to cast the Patronus charm, like, successfully. Like, she's the very first one. Yeah. And so that says a lot, because that's an extremely difficult spell to do, as we saw in the third one when when Harry was practicing with Lupin. Yeah. So for her to be able to just, like, do, do it... it 
immediately says a lot about how powerful she is, but also that because you have to think happy thoughts and like be content. And that just says a lot about her is that she, you know, that she is happy with who she is and where she is and what she's doing. And like without her, Harry would not have like realized to go talk to the gray lady. Yeah. (laughs) It was Rowena Ravenclaw's daughter. Yeah. And um, figure out that they need the diadem, mm-hmm. like the tiara thing. Yeah, because everyone thought she was crazy for even bringing it up. Right? And she, like, when she yells at Harry, is so great. She was like, Harry yes. Potter, you're going to listen to me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're going to listen to her, man. Yeah, because he's just, like, putting her off as, like, crazy like everyone else, which bummed me out because he was the only one that, like, actually thought she was cool. Yeah. You know, because everyone thought she was crazy, but he thought she was cool and, like, you know, really enjoyed being friends with her. And then, of course, in the moment that, like, she's actually trying to give him real help, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. (laughs) God, Harry Potter. She's like, like, she's all, listen, boy. (laughs) Basically. She's like, you might be the chosen one, but you don't know this information. (laughs) Exactly. I just... I love that, like, because she's the only other person that could see the, oh, God, I'm, like, really bad at, like, remembering my terminology on the point. Uh, those, the, like, dead yeah. horses that we used to take the carriages, right? Yeah, those. So, like, you can only see them if you have seen death. So, like, she was there when her mom passed away, so she's always been able to see them. And yeah. then it wasn't until after the fourth one that Harry could also see them. So... It was like something that they shared, and then he took her to the to Slughorn's Christmas party mm-hmm. too, which so, I thought was cool. Yeah, and I love that she says nothing is ever really lost; like things uh, return to us in ways that we don't realize. And like then they show like her shoes, yes, are just like hanging there. Like it's totally wrecked when you think about it that people steal her stuff. And yeah. then like hide it all over the all over the castle all year long. Like and she what was the like, heck? well, since it is the last day, I do I do really need them back. <laughs> I'm like, this is terrible. I was like, why does everybody treat her so awful? I know. Did you like? Um, this is kind of off topic, like sort of off topic. Did you like the part in the last one when? When Neville is all like pumped up and he was like, have you seen Luna? And they're like, what? And he was like, I'm hot for her. I got to find her and tell her. Yes. (laughs) Oh, it was great. I was like, (laughs) Neville, honey. So funny. (laughs) Anyways. So Luna, amazing. The actress that they got to play her, I've met her before. So she's super nice and very sweet. And her story is very interesting as well, that she was in the hospital dealing with anorexia and sent a letter to J.K. Rowling telling her like how important the books were to her. And J.K. Rowling wrote back. I could be paraphrasing. And so this is not maybe not 100 percent correct. That told her that if she got healthy and got better, that they would have a role for her in the movie. And she got Luna Lovegood. Excellent. Yeah. So yay for her. Um, So the next character is the incredible Mrs. Molly Weasley, who was a Gryffindor when she went to uh, went to school. Um, She's a queen. Like, there's no other way to really describe her. She's a kind, loving mother who instantly welcomes Harry into her family with open arms, doesn't ask any questions like, oh, you're a friend of Ron. Well, any friend of him is a son of mine. Yes. (laughs) Which is great. She does the same thing for Hermione. Like, she openly welcomes Hermione into her family as well, even before, like, just being friends with her son. Uh, She might be loving, but she, like, super runs a tight ship at the borough. Like, she's got a a lot of kids, so Mm -hmm. she keeps that household in check. Even though that place is, like, super messy, which is really funny. But she keeps that place in check. Because she loves her family and she wants everything to be in top shape. Uh, She is an original member of the Order of the Phoenix. She fought against the Dark Lord the first time around during the first Wizarding War. Um, But, like, keep in mind that just because she's a stay-at-home mom doesn't mean that she will not put the hurt on you if you come after one of her children. Because she is an extremely powerful witch who chose to be a stay-at-home mother 
and she used her powers to keep her family safe at home and keep her household running. Um, and she's the only like person that actually had a blatant swear word in the books, which was like exciting. So I was yes. like, I was telling you earlier that um, everybody was worried that that scene wouldn't be in the movie. Yeah. Um, the scene I'm talking about is when she says, get away from my daughter, you bitch. Yes. So when she gets up there and, and like just after Bellatrix, like shoots that spell at Ginny, she gets up there and straight up says that line. Our entire theater like screamed and clapped for her. We were like, shh, we can't hear what's happening, but we're like, Molly Weasley, badass. Yes. Get it, girl. (laughs) She's amazing. So what are your thoughts on Mrs. Weasley? No, I, I loved her. Like, I loved the fact that she just, like, gave so much to everyone around her. Like, the fact that she always had, like, a gift for Ron, um, sorry, Harry. You know, even though Harry wasn't one of her kids, like, she knew, obviously, that he wasn't going to be getting gifts. And so she'd always get him a gift. And just, like, accepted him as one of her own. And, like, that was an interesting house because it was, like... How many, like, stories was that house? (laughs) It was a lot. To be honest, I have no idea. But it was, like, you could tell, like, there wasn't, like, a ton of room. Like, there was a lot of people in that house. But she was like, oh, yeah, Harry's here? That's great. Like, (laughs) you know, just, yeah, one of the family. Um, But, I mean, she also, like, sacrificed, like, her whole, like, her whole family sacrificed to, like, help him and help everyone and like fight the dark lord and i mean you know like she basically like her basically her entire family turned into harry to get harry like out of his house you know yep. safely and that's yeah the cr- seven that's harry insane. potters yeah 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 and she lost a child too exactly in the midst of all of this which was always super heartbreaking um that scene is never not like, you don't get a lo- get to see the entire thing. Like, that's why you need to read the books, because it's, yeah. like, the scene where he does die, uh, it happens when they're fighting with Percy. So it's, oh. yeah. But you also don't get to see just how much of a betrayal. <laughs> like, Percy kept working for the Ministry, even though, like, they knew that, that Voldemort, like, basically took over or whatever. Yeah. So... And, like, he kept working, so he was, like, estranged from his family. And this whole thing that they just don't even talk about. That's crazy. Um, also, on a side note, because we talked about the seven Harry Potters, the scene with Bill where he, like, oh, I got this from Farrier Greyback, and, like, now I have a taste for raw meat. And, like, this whole... They literally covered, like, an entire, like, half of a book in, like, 30 seconds. Oh, my God. In that one scene, I was like, dang. That's why they had to do two parts because yeah. they had skipped so much in the movies throughout like that they that was actually integral to the like very important to the story to finish it up. So like when they got to the last one they were like, "Oh, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> we got to explain the, some stuff." <laughs> yeah, cuz the wedding is really important. So if they don't explain like the like how Bill and Fleur Delic like like how they met, you're just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Yeah, because I kind of was like that when it happened in the movie. I was like, wait. (laughs) So he works for Gringotts, and she gets a job working for Gringotts, and that's how they met. Yeah. But also, like, you're wondering, like, I've seen you, so, like, why do you have these scars on your face? Oh, wait, let me explain that in, like, a hot second. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) The magic of movies. So uh, next on our list is the one and only Professor Minerva McGonagall played by Dame Maggie Smith, who is a goddess amongst everyone. Um, She's obviously a Gryffindor. Uh, I mean, what can you really say about her? Like, amazing. Like, Hogwarts would not be standing if it wasn't for her. And she is a brilliant transfiguration professor, and she is a fighter, for sure. Uh, She fought in the first Wizarding War, and she refused to leave Hogwarts when Snape took over as headmaster because it was her duty to protect the children and to protect the school. So she was not going to leave. 
yep. while the Caros and Snape and the rest of the evil wizards and witches were there. Uh, she stood up to Umbridge, which was like sick watching yes. her stand up to her. And she fought against Snape. Like when Snape went to like go attack Harry, she like stood in front of him and yeah. I was like, oh, duel, duel. Yes. This has been coming on. <laughs> Bring it. That was great. Um, she's a hero and she uh, basically becomes the headmaster of Hogwarts after the second Wizarding World ends. So like that's where her character goes is to become the headmaster of Hogwarts, which she 100% deserves. Yes. Because she has the same sort of passion that Dumbledore does for the children, for magic and for the school. But Dumbledore was a bit more like described as flighty, whereas like she was always very stern. Yeah. Like very stern. But she also had the ability to recognize talent. Like I love after Harry catches the rememberal in the first one, she comes running out there and she was like, Harry Potter. And you're like, oh, he's busted. <laughs> yes. And, and then she goes and pulls Oliver Wood out of class and is like, I found you a seeker. And she's like super excited about it. She's like, we're going to win this year. <laughs> if anything, like she's it. also super proud and super competitive, which I love about her. Yes. Um, did you like the part in uh, part two when she says the spell and all of the the like the suits of armor that are stone, like all the yes. stone figures? like come to life and she was like protect our school and then she gets real excited about like I've always wanted to use that spell and like Molly yes. gives her this look like now is not the time Minerva I like, know <laughs> she's like yes keep your excitement down please <laughs> but I mean uh, I love her like she is definitely a witch uh, worth looking up to and I always love the fact that she, like, looks like the stereotypical witch, too. Oh, yeah. You know, with the pointy hat and, like, you know, the black cloak and I don't know. She just looks, like, perfect. And she's a cat. Like, she can turn yeah. into a cat. Exactly. Which I love the description of, like, when they talk about her in cat form that she has the circles around her eyes because she wears glasses right so when she turns into a cat she's got the the marks around her eyes that look like just uh <laughs> like patches around her eyes but it's actually like her glasses which is really yeah. funny <laughs> i love it when she jumps at, out as like a cat and like right in front of ron and harry and he was like that was brilliant and she's like thank you but you're late <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so funny um I don't know if you know this, like, fun fact that while Maggie Smith, while they were filming, I think it's the last two or the one before that one, um, Maggie Smith actually was going through chemo because she got diagnosed with cancer. So there's, like, pictures of her on set sitting in a wheelchair, like, actually reading, like, I think she was, re she's either reading a newspaper or they, like, somebody had photoshopped and it looked like she was reading, like, the the wizarding newspaper, which was really oh, funny. Nice. But... <laughs> But yeah, like that just shows like how amazing like yeah. that woman is, is that she was going through chemo and like treatment for cancer. And yet she was still there on set. That's hardcore. Like, filming the Harry Potter movies. I love her. And the last one I want to talk about is Nymphadora Tonks, who is the only Hufflepuff on this list. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sad. Um so Tonks is a metamorphagus, so it means that she can change her physical appearance at will, which is amazing. So, like, she doesn't even need Polyjuice Potion because she can just change her physical appearance into anything at will. So uh, in the book, it talks a lot about, like, her changing her hair color, and you get to see a little bit of it when she's, like, changing all of, like, her face into the different noses at the table after they rescue Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Um so Tonks is an Auror, uh, which is a witch or, witch or wizard who is a member of an elite unit of highly trained, specialized, specialist officers tasked with upholding the law and protecting magical communities in their respective countries from large-scale threats. So she's like a magical, like, detective or SWAT member or something of that sort. So she works very closely with Mad-Eye Moody. Isn't that what, um, at one point, Harry wanted to be? That's what they become. So Harry and Ron actually become part of the magical law enforcement. So they become nice. horrors. That's their future, I believe. 
Um, So Tonks is extremely compassionate and she stands up for herself and just doesn't back down. Uh, So she like falls in love with Remus Lupin, which Mm -hmm. is like so adorable. But he's a werewolf and like tries to like tell her that what he thinks is best and right for her. But she's like, you're not going to tell me who I get to love. And she's like, I'm going to get my man. And he does. (laughs) That was cute. But to be honest, I think that the movie, uh, this is what bothers me. One thing about her character is that uh, her character gets killed in battle. But we don't know how or why. Because in the movie, like, Harry's just walking along and, like, glances over and it's like they're dead. Yeah. Now, the book does not provide any additional information. When I was reading it, I read it and I read that part and I was like, did I miss something? So, like, I I went all the way back to, like, when the the battle at Hogwarts first started and reread it and nothing nothing so we have no clue why she died i think jk rowling explained later but like as far as like the source material yeah like the book itself and then the movie like there is no explanation as to how they died they're just dead that sucks yeah made me real mad and also very upset (laughs) yeah so i still to this day like her death scene always really just like her death glance just really makes yeah. me angry. Um, but yeah, so like Tonks is amazing. And she gets not as much screen time in the movies as she does. I think she gets a bit more in the book, so we get a little bit more character development out of her in the novels. So uh yeah, so what do you think about Tonks? I like her. Um I like her. I, I like I said, I or like you kinda said, uh doesn't get quite as much screen time, so I feel like I don't know her as well as I should. Mm-hmm. Like, they never explain, or at least from what I've watched very quickly, um, never explain, like, her hair thing, so I almost thought she was a different person from, like, one movie to the next. Oh, about how she can, like, morph her hair color and, like, her facial features and things like that. Yeah, so I kind of, like, because, like, there was like one movie where she they were leaving. They're like, oh, you know, like the first night of the cycle is always the most difficult. But she had like spiky hair, and then in mm-hmm. like the next movie, she had like shoulder length, like blonde brown hair or something. And yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, is this a different person? I don't understand. <laughs> but that's just me being like obviously not knowledgeable through the books. So yeah, she's also the one who finds Harry on the train. After uh, he gets petrified by Malfoy and covered and like his nose gets broken. Oh, was that not Luna? No, it's not. It's not Luna. They changed a few things like. Oh, in the book, you mean? In the book. Yeah. So like, like Luna's the one who finds him on the train in the movie, but it's actually Tonks who finds him on the train. Um, When Harry's given the. The gillyweed. It's actually yeah. Dobby who gives it to him, not Neville. Oh, okay. So it's like... There's a lot of like different changes, I understand. Yeah, you also specifically need to read the books so that you know who Peeves is. Yeah, He's a ghost that was not included in the entire oh. series. And he's like super important. <laughs> but anyways, um, those are like the five that I really, really like. Um, I mean, there are a few others, like I already talked about, uh, how book Ginny, her character development was very different from that in the movie. Um, Fleur Delacour is also really awesome. Like she, uh, we first meet her in uh, Goblet of Fire when she comes and she like, she becomes a tri-wizard champion. Mm-hmm. So like that just says a lot about like how powerful that she is. And like, she does a great job. Like, yes, she ends up we, like, we see her again when she's getting married to, uh, into the Weasley family and stuff. But in the book, you get a bit more about her. Yeah. And uh, she's great. She fights two... I don't think she fights in the the Wizarding War, but she does... Her house is a sort of a, a safe haven for a lot of the people that are part of the Order of the Phoenix. 
And we see that when Harry and Dobby and them end up there at the end of part one of Deathly Hollows. Um, I also mentioned Cho Chang on this list. Uh, she, she has a bit more development, I guess, in the book than she does in this, in the movies. Like you see her as a love interest in the movie, but she, you know, she's a part of the Dumbledore's army and then she fights with the order of the Phoenix in the battle of Hogwarts at the end. Um, yeah, she was another one that was like Ginny where you saw her a lot, but she didn't speak very often. Yeah. And they like made her to be the snitch when I think it's not actually her. To Umbridge, kinda, it's, it's kind of a bummer, but yeah, it's actually like her friend, I think. I haven't read well, the books in a while, so I'm not really sure. But I mean, you do find out it's not like it wasn't necessarily her fault because yeah. she was given like a truth serum type thing. Mm-hmm. Veritas serum. So I can remember yeah. that, but I just can't remember other things. Um, Another person I put on here was Sybil Trelawney, so the divination professor who is Emma Thompson. <laughs> Yeah, I love her. (laughs) She's amazing. Um, Yes, she seems like crazy and just you don't understand why she's working at the school. But then you come to the realization that she's the one who made the prophecy about the Dark Lord and Harry Potter. Um, So she's actually like extremely important and she's more in touch with the spiritual world than people actually give her credit for. Oh, yeah. So I love when when McGonagall stands up for her against Umbridge. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> that was great. And Dumbledore, too. But I mean, but like definitely mm-hmm. I was like when they were trying to kick her out, I was like, no, you can't kick out Emma Thompson. Are you kidding? me? <laughs> I was like, you don't understand. She's so important. <laughs> um, yeah, I also put on a Padma and Pavardi Patil. So, like, you see them as uh, Harry and Ron's dates in the fourth one. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, I'll always be frustrated with the fact that the movies put them in the same house. They are not in the same house. One's a Ravenclaw and one's a Gryffindor. Oh, Which was weird for identical twins for them yeah. to be in two separate houses. Um I will but say, like, I don't know if they did this on purpose with the casting in the movie. There are a lot of twins in the background. Yeah, I did notice that there were a lot. Is that like a thing? I or don't know. Is that just like the casting being like, yeah, let's just hire twins, double the <laughs> like, I don't know, double the people. Well, I mean, for sure, like uh, the Weasley twins, those for sure. And then the Patil twins, like those were definitely like they needed to be casted as twins. Yeah, but. Um, I think it is kind of weird that, like, it's interesting, not weird, but, like, interesting that they have a lot more twins than... Because I, I feel like I saw at least two, like, sets of twins in the background that, like, yeah. weren't a part of the story in what, and, like, in what, like, whatever way. Yeah. But, yeah, that's cool. But I love how, for Padma and Pavarti, like, how, like, so disappointed <laughs> they were when they saw Ron. <laughs> Oh and my like god. How, yeah. How much of a terrible time they had. Like I feel so bad. <laughs> I like when the guy comes up and he's like, You wanna dance? She was like she was like, I'm yours and she just like leaves and her sister's like, Oh the yeah. <laughs> This is really like, funny. She's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love gosh. it. I love it so much. Um and then I have the last person I have on here is Harry's mom, Lily Potter. So it's it's unfortunate that we don't really get a whole lot of background on her, but I mean, we got enough that, you know, she sacrificed herself to save Harry. Uh, she was part of Dumbledore's army. She like, she was muggle born and became a naturally gifted witch. So a lot of comparisons happen between Lily and Hermione because they're both muggle born and very naturally gifted. And, Mm. uh, Lily is very, was very sweet and like, uh, what was it? Um, Professor Slughorn always talked about like how wonderful that she was. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he she gave him this um, floating lily in a water in water. It was like magical. And I think after the lily died, the flower died, too. Well, yeah, it turned into a fish. It turned into a fish. Yeah. Yeah. So and then when she died, it died. Yeah. So it's like a very gifted piece of magic because I think Slughorn would talk about like how giftedly like how gifted she was Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it's i would love to see a movie where they go back 
and uh, follow the marauders. So like we get a little bit of um, more about like Lily and James serious, like how they grew up and how they were like, we got some glimpses of it when Harry dove into the pensive into Snape's memories. Yeah. James was not a nice person. So new, which is like kind of a bummer when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, but Snape wasn't really the most kind. Like, Snape's my favorite character, which is weird. But, like, he he was just awful, like, a lot of the time to Harry. And he was, like, secretly in love with Harry's mom this entire time, which was sweet in in, in a sense. But, like, he treated Harry, like garbage most of the time so it was like constantly was like hitting him and ron on the head in class like oh my god that whole that whole part i just like before we wrap up that entire scene is like one of my favorite in the entire um like set of movies is the part where uh they're talking about getting dates to the dance and one of the twins like puts that note over and he was like you better get one before all the good ones are gone and he goes he goes who are you going with and he like crumples up that paper and throws it and hits angelina johnson on the shoulder and and he's like angelina she's like what he was like do you want to go to the ball with me and she's like the ball (laughs) yeah and I was like, this is amazing. Like, it was just so funny. It was. It really was. <laughs> My God. I love that scene so much. And then, like, when they're just talking and Snape walks up behind them and, like, pulls his sleeves down and then just pushes their, their head. Like, shoves their heads. <laughs> that was great. I'm just, and they're like, oh. And I'm like, come on, guys. Get it together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyways. So... I guess all I really have to say is that, like, each of the women that are described in these books and in the movies brought something to the table when it comes to being, like, a role model for viewers and readers. Um, They were just... They're incredible. They're people that... They're characters... They're fictional characters that you can look up to, that they... What's incredible about this novel series that I don't think that J.K. Rowling really expected is that these books... Personally, they taught me a lot about, you know, standing up for yourself you know, believing in something and believing in what is right and doing everything you can to protect like what is meaningful. Um, and you know, it also shows you compassion and how to be a good friend and how to Mm -hmm. protect your friends and family. So it actually teaches you a lot about what it means to be like a good person. Yes. I agree. So it's, she did an incredible job and, it's hard to believe that she wrote the first book on like napkins while she was basically homeless riding on a train. Yeah. And that no one would publish her novel. And eventually like, you know, it became something more like, yes, the book is about, you know, Harry Potter and stuff, but it's all about the people that are with there around him that make the book so much better. Cause I mean, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever met anybody where they say Harry Potter is their favorite character. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, I like Harry Potter to a certain extent, but to be honest, like, without Hermione, like, that dude would have died in the first book. Like, he would have been dead. So, I mean, I don't know what else you could possibly say about it, so. Exactly. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, I'm super excited to read the books, just because I feel like, J.K. Rowling probably did a really good job of, like, <clears throat> developing those female characters, whereas I feel like, I, I felt like watching the movies, I I was getting a lack of, if that makes sense, because I know yeah. J.K. Rowling is, like, really good about writing female characters, like, I know that's kind of, like, her thing and her emphasis, and so kind of watching the movies, I kept waiting for more of the female characters, mm-hmm. but, so I'm excited to read the books to get more context and just get more context in general on the stories, you know? Um, But, like, am I super basic for having Hermione be my favorite character? (laughs) No. No, that's totally (laughs) fine. Like, Hermione Hermione is, like, she was my favorite character for an extremely long time. I don't know why I like Snape, to be honest. I don't... A lot of people do. That's... Yeah. People always give me that look, like, why? And I'm like, to be honest, I don't know. I just like him. I mean... 
I feel like a lot of people like Snape. That's nothing out of the normal. Yeah. I would say Luna and Hermione, like, top two, for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. They're amazing. Um, yeah. One of my friends, his favorite character is McGonagall. Nice. Like, straight out the bat. And I was like, dude, that's amazing. That's really cool. <laughs> um, oh, the only other thing I wanted to ask you is, did you have a favorite movie out of all of the eight? Ooh. Um, I want to say maybe Order of the Phoenix, only because it's the one I had seen the least of. Okay. Like, I was watching the movie going, I haven't seen any of this. So it was it was really fun. <laughs> like. I don't know why. Like it probably like I would actually have to like really sit down and look at the movies and kind of remember back because like I said I watched all 8 this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little blurry, but for yeah. sure Order of the Phoenix I was excited because I hadn't seen a lot of it and I didn't know what was going to happen. Whereas like a lot of the other ones I kind of knew what was going to happen. So it was still fun, but like Order of the Phoenix, like I was like completely blind. So, nice. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for you to get to the fifth book because they didn't even touch on how angsty Harry Potter was in the movie. Oh, nice. Like it is a thousand times worse. <laughs> Excellent. I love me some teenage angst. <laughs> oh, it is. It is bad. It is. He gets super angsty. Um, but also you get to read one of my favorite scenes from the like that was not included in the movies is in the book. And it's from that book which is nice. like at the end. Um, my favorite movie is number three, to be honest. Also uh, very good. Yes. I just love how dark it is. And that, and the sound that they put with the wand, whenever they cast a spell, the little, Ooh, like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Which is I, dumb. I would say like three, four and five are like really, really good. Oh, four is my least favorite. Oh, I, I didn't mind four. Four is exciting, I, but I hate their hair. Their hair. Oh my god, hair is awful. But to be honest, like the fourth movie is like this much of of this book. Oh, it's like such a tiny portion of a huge book. Oh yeah, it's like it's very small. You're like, isn't um, it the longest movie? Yeah, I think so. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a small part of the book though because they focus like. You were like, you could have taken that out and put this in, and it would have helped it so much more. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. You can chat. You can also chat with us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash tea time with KC. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at uh, tea with KC at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this podcast on Apple podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek podcast network by visiting geek to geekcast.com. And you can also chat with us in real time by downloading the messaging app Slack and joining our Slack channel at slack.com, sorry, slack.geekcast.com for an invite. And we also recently recreated a Discord server, so I don't know what the actual invite link for that is, so I will include it in the show notes so that you can just click it and join the Discord server. Um... There's a lot of people on both, so we're all on both. So you can talk to us in either place. Exactly. Um, So until next time, bye. bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.